Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is Katherine Robertson. Katherine, welcome to the show. Thanks, Susan. I've been counting down the days till uh, we meet, so looking forward to it. So wonderful to finally hear your voice. So folks, Catherine and I met on LinkedIn and we are hugely uh, mutual, you know, we're fans of one another. We have a mutually beneficial relationship. We support each other, but I have never actually talked to Catherine until today. So this should be quite fun. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Catherine? Susan, I have a retail buying uh, product development uh, and project management background. Um, I have worked on both sides. Um, I've worked for importers um, to help retail buyers develop their product. And um, I've also uh, worked within the construction industry um, doing the same sort of thing, working with clients on their, their dream homes um, and running the, the projects. So for me, my career has always been about um, creating something with a vision, but also the relationship uh, with people. Um, and so communication is a, a big part to my happiness and also my success. So... That's well, just a I really have, brief outline yeah, <laughs> rather no. than going into detail. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. One thing that I know, um, probably the first thing that my listeners will notice is that wonderful accent that you have. We love accents on my show. <laughs> <laughs> where did you get that great accent? Tell us a little bit about where that accent comes from. Well, I'm an Aussie and I have lived between Melbourne and Sydney um, and um, yeah so I was born here um, I have shared with you that my mother is American um, and so uh, I have an aunt uh, and her family um, in America and relatives who I have never met unfortunately but I have a beautiful family tree that shows me there's a big part of my family um, in America so very um, nice. Well, yeah. I would love to go to Australia someday. I hear it's one oh, of you're welcome. Beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. And I have lots of friends uh, who have lived there, some in Sydney and some in Perth. So, uh -huh. um, yeah, I also have friends who are over there now, and I can't remember exactly where. I want to say Melbourne. Um, I should introduce you to this woman. She is the president of a technology company there. Um, and I know Australia's big, but I always give a shout out to those friends just in case there's some connection. You would yeah. be surprised what a small world it is. So oh, I'm yes. super excited to learn more about you. So what do you do right now? Uh, so um, four years ago, I um, had had a taste of self-employment um, by working alongside uh, this builder and um, running the projects for him, working with the, the clients. And um, the business didn't continue. And I was at a point of time um, 
approaching 50 where I thought, well, what do I do? Do I go back and work within corporate or within a business? Um, or is there a niche? And so I chose the business name Lead by Example um, because it, it became a passion of mine to work with people who were in leadership positions that maybe had been given the position based on their success but didn't have the skills that they needed to lead others. Um, and so it was the juggle for them of, uh, I have my own development and personal growth to do as a leader, but I also have others and I, I want to lead them well. So um, that's, that's how the business was created. And so I've been on my own personal growth journey to be very open with you over the last four years. Um, updating the work that I do and, and pursuing um, new areas as leaders evolve and change. So, nice. So how have you evolved over the last four years, your own personal journey, you say? Well, of course, everything we do in life, um, we, we do change and grow. That's a, a healthy part of it. So... Um, I, the evolution for, for me is, is that um, I recognise uh, that the need for us to um, be able to grow to our potential is to um, have a very open way of thinking that uh, we are all full and complete. And yes, we must look backwards at how we came to, to be the person that we are right now, um, to be able to grow um, to, to our potential moving forward. Um, and so I had to go through my own personal journey, understand you know, things such as my family dynamics, how some of those things were holding me back um, and recognise things <laughs> that I possibly had masked um, up to, to um, that point of time um, because I, I just focused on my career and being successful. So in so many ways, the, the purpose and the reason why I wanted to start the business was even my own healing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the, the personal side of it. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me and I think probably... It makes a lot of sense to a lot uh, listeners who are entrepreneurs, and it also makes a lot of sense to those who are stuck in the daily grind and wish they could own their own business or have dreams of doing so. Um, so I'm glad that you revealed that it's not always easy, but it's worth it, right? Absolutely. I mean, I used to um, be really proud in saying I'm a perfectionist. You know, the, the definition of the name Catherine is actually pure and uh, I um, was the first person in at work and the last one to turn the lights out. Well, do you know what? None of those things are healthy. It's not the way to, to lead and to, to live a healthy life and nor is it good to integrate other parts of um, your, your own life so that, that you actually grow. Um, and it's certainly not a great example for other people that you're leading. So 
Yes, that's true. They see you stay late. They feel like they need to sacrifice their own personal lives and family and such to stay late and be seen staying late. Um, mm. You know, I get that. And a lot of this is how men behave. One, I think a lot of women mimic the behaviors of men in order to be successful or seen as successful in the workplace. But it's not healthy. Um, I've seen a lot of leaders just totally combust because they did not, in a meaningful way, integrate work-family balance or work-life balance, as people call it. Or, um, you know, I don't believe in the balance. I don't think you can be one person from nine to five and a different person after that. But to establish some sort of harmony is important when you're giving too much to work and not enough to self or not enough to family. You know, it's like a three-legged stool. Any one leg that's broken, the stool doesn't work. Yeah, uh, um, I hear what you're saying, Susan. And, and one of the things that I start with clients is, is a wheel of life. And there are many different versions of it and it's um, you know it's essential but it I look at eight parts of life and and look at the integration of each one and essentially they come under the three categories of our health our relationships and also um, our wealth creation um, and wealth creation is personal growth as well as our career and our financial um, stability. And we can't deny one, that they're all um, integrated. So I, I love that you used the word balance before, but that's actually, it's not real. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is really, and sometimes we're consciously making a decision of, I'm not gonna invest as much time in my hobbies at, at the moment because my focus um, is on my career development but so long as we're making that conscious choice it means that we're um, we're in control you know we life is run by us from the inside not the environment controlling us from the outside exactly exactly isn't that the only way you can be your highest and best self right <laughs> yeah but sometimes we stop and say hey, what's going on here <laughs> it's not working that way at the moment so yeah. let me ask you this over your career you've met, you've probably trained a lot of leaders worked with a lot of leaders led a lot of people what might have been your proudest professional accomplishment or maybe it wasn't professional maybe it was personal yeah, thank you. Um, for me, it's always been the, the relationship. Um, so um, each each um, part of my career has has contributed to, to where I am now. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've learned um, from great mentors that were really tough with with me and. Um, I've also had um, mentors that, that were very strategic um, and looked at how productive you are um, and how to use um, frameworks so that you take the emotions away. I've also had um, mentors who taught me um, what I don't want it to do. So um, I think 
to, to really answer your, your question, one of the, the proudest moments is when I felt as though I learned a lot about myself and the relationships that I acknowledge um, came from clients and the respect they had. You know, one, one of my clients called me the friendliest stalker that, um, that they know. Uh, <laughs> and as a project manager at the time, I saw that as a, um, a great compliment because they, they knew that I was always there and I, I had it, um, I was there for them with, with heart. Um, and that I was backing um, the success of, of the project um, just as much as they were invested as well. So. so you never gave up and you never gave in and you were there when they weren't and you were there for them. Absolutely, yes. I, I did yeah. not mean to make a rhyme, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> a hidden talent of yours, Susan. I'm a rapper now. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you sound remarkable. I mean, I think, you know, leadership coaching is quite, uh, I think it's very personal, you know, so everyone, mm. anyone can read a leadership book, but that's not helpful. It needs to be uh, an energy, a connection, a person who can help you be comfortable with your vulnerabilities, help you embrace your mistakes and the lessons you learn from those. And so I think the relationship is very important. It has to be, it can't be just um, manufactured or, you know, picked out of a, a, you know, a list of people. It has to be meaningful, a meaningful connection. Well, somebody, somebody along the way inspired you or maybe served as a mentor to you. Who might that be? Um, I love that you say that and it's not avoiding the answer, but I, I'm going to actually say the greatest mentor was when I learnt to back myself. And um, this is the, the one thing as you were talking then is, uh, I tried at times to create an online program and um, it's for you know, efficiency and to, um, to, to leverage, yet the, the one thing that um, is so required is that each client that, that I work with is quite unique. And so, yes, I have a program in, um, in what I follow, the, the structure, yet it's very personal. Leadership yes. is, yeah, is not, um, not about a script or um, an education or um, a course that, that you do. Um, it's very much about what is the personal journey that, that you want to take? Um, what sort of leader do, do you want it to be? Uh, and how do you want to lead people? I mean, what it was? what is the focus? Do you do so, a lot of visualization practices? Yeah, um, one of them, uh, I was working with a a client yesterday, uh, which led to a post I did on LinkedIn, um, is imagine yourself as a car. Like, what what is your dream car? And with no limitation of funds, what would you choose? And what are the features that you admire in that car? 
and how would you care for, for that car? Would you service it all the time? Would you keep it clean? Is it your pride and joy? And, and what's the experience you like um, or, or love about driving that car? Well, so it is with your leadership style. <laughs> do, do we think about the experience we want to create as a leader? Do we look after ourselves the same way on a daily basis as we do with a car that we value and we're proud of? And, and really, what are the features that stand out? You know, is that the car that you chose something that's got a, a recognised brand? Is it um, stylish or is it sporty and fun? Um, does it is it practical? Does it have great features? They're all things. And so this is how we create uh, a leadership style together. So, um, yes, I do bring in a lot of visuals with it, the way that I work with clients. I love the car analogy. I, I'd like to think of myself as a Bugatti, but I'm Italian. So <laughs> I guess I'll have to be a Ferrari. Um, I'd have to lose a few pounds to be a Ferrari, but I, I, I do like a Ferrari. Um, exactly. We would take very good care of that. Why do we not do the same for ourselves? So um, I get where you're going with that. Well, let me ask you about women supporting women because that is my model and my life's mm -hmm. calling how do you recommend women support other women in business um i think women naturally want to, to do that and um when it doesn't happen it's when my belief is is when a, a woman has to do some work for herself and I work uh, with a, a model, uh, if, if I can just divert a bit to, to explain this, in which um, as we progress in life and, and certainly in our leadership, is that we start off with low trust. And when we're in this place, we tend to be looking out at other people and we're self-critical and we're judgmental and it's not sustainable. And so we move to the next level, we find a mentor or we find a community and uh, we look for alignment. And um, then as the next stage as we progress is that we, we have a clearer um, idea of our own identity and we want to stand out, we want to have our own voice. And the fourth stage, uh, and I'll, I'll stop there, but it does go further, but the fourth stage is when we're really clear on who we are yeah. and we're starting to um, make a, a mark and get results. And so um, to answer your question now, Susan, um, how do women support one another is that we recognise when women are at different stages. And the whole idea is that shoulder to shoulder, that we can grow and be quite powerful um, together as a, a group and it's not to compare it's not to say that men um, have more um, ability it does exist but it's it's to be very self-focused to look at our own strengths as individuals and bring that um, so yeah that's 
I love that. That's a very so, long answer. But, no, but that's, that, look, that's my belief. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great answer. So I have to tell you that in, uh, if I understand you correctly, you're saying that one needs to love themselves before they can share that person with others, or as Buddhists call it, self-actualization, you know, so um, share your highest and best with others, but you have to become that first. So step one is love yourself, know yourself. So um, if I'm correct in what in what I'm saying. Yes, most certainly. So uh, women back women, when, um, yeah, they, they bring their best selves to, to a group. And uh, I tend to see in, in business uh, women that, that maybe gossip um, or are, are critical, um, or compare themselves and say, you know, a man will get the, the job. If the first step for them is they must work on themselves. So yes. So insecure women hurt other women, but secure women are like I always say. I have footprints on my shoulders from lifting other women up. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely your strength. You're amazing. Oh, well, you're sweet to say that. I'm so glad that we connected on social media. Um, it's fascinating how LinkedIn brings people all over the globe together. Well, let me ask you this personal question. And if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. But I like to share this because it gives permission to other women and other listeners to be vulnerable. So what might have been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? Um my biggest setback it would be the breakdown in my own intimate relationship um because for me family is everything i'm fortunate enough to have two most beautiful um children who are in their young 20s and they're making their own life um so uh, yeah, for, for me, um, it was a, a, a loss of, of my own identity, um, but it, it became, it became the, the greatest lesson for me because um, there was recognition in there, and this is a, a big admission to your audience, but I, I think there's purpose in sharing it, is that I, I had chosen a partner based on my need to heal um, a relationship with my mother. And ah. it was not necessarily a healthy relationship for me um, for a partner in life. And so <laughs> it, it came with great pain. Um, uh, but I acknowledge it was uh, also the greatest challenge led to... Um, a learning of who I am so yeah I understand that um, so I will say I those who will admit to it will admit they have had similar pains um, many are not yet ready to admit to that I have been through that same or similar situation and I have to look back now and say thank you for the lessons learned right mm, so, absolutely yeah. yeah well how did this if you don't mind my asking how did how did this impact your children? Are they, you know, have they learned from mom? Uh, yeah, they, they do, and, and we talk very openly 
about Very nice. always, yeah, always um, understanding yourself first. Um, you know, in, in any relationship, whether it be leading um, a team of people, your intimate relationship, um, friends, um, the the fact. Um, the, the analogy I think of is we don't complete anyone. You know, we're, we're not two halves of an avocado. Right. Um, you know, with the core in the middle, that's that's not complete. The, the only thing that works in relationship and your progress is that you are full and complete. I think there's a bit of a theme coming out in here, Susan. But, um, yeah, the, the thing is to have, personal growth is uh, my lesson was genuine love for another human being whether it be the intimate or um, friendship is when you value the happiness and you see the potential of another person and so needs are removed out of that but love um, steps forth so you genuinely want the uh, relationship based on love and trust, which is different to a relationship built on on needs and connection. So, yeah. exactly, I feel like this is um, wise uh, that you share this, and it's helpful. And I'm grateful that you were courageous enough to share this, uh, because so many people, men and women, go through these. Thoughts, or maybe they don't go deeply enough into their um, thoughts to 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 understand that this is natural and normal to love yourself first, right? Mm -hmm. So you know yourself better than anyone else. Why would someone else love you if you can't love yourself, right? So you, you can't look to someone else to fill you up. I always say that's an empty well that never gets full. So Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and. I, I always believe that you can leave with love, you know, have love for that person and thank you for the lessons I learned, but it's time for us to move forward apart. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us, let me ask you this. I ask a little question called, tell us something surprising about you. And it might be something that even your circle of friends don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> surprising like your favorite ice cream or something oh like yes <laughs> <laughs> um maybe well, something surprising is um i do love my health and uh, i do love to swim nice. and um i haven't been able to to do that through corona yeah. And it's probably come through as top of mind, but I do put my flippers on and swim 80 laps. Um, which, wow. Which That's is a, a lot. But for me, <laughs> for me, it's like no one can get me. I have a swimming iPod. I connect it in. I listen to my favourite music. No phone can be connected. No email. Um, but it's my most beautiful um, away time. So, wow, that's place. amazing. So, uh, first of all, I didn't know there was an iPod that's waterproof. So, good for you for knowing that. Secondly, when I used to swim, I would get lost in the water. It's so healing and so um, mm -hmm. so soothing, I should say. 
So I love that about you. Interesting. And my goodness, 80 laps is a lot. <laughs> With flippers, it is kind of cheating, but uh, it all started because I had a knee reconstruction. And that was Understood. Of, Very good yeah. um, therapy. So yeah. here's the part of the show where I've started asking what we call the wild card question. Now, you can elect to participate or you can say pass. Um, but if you say, I'd like to participate, I'm going to pull a card out of a box and I'm going to ask you the question <laughs> on the card. Fun. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> I love that. You're so courageous. All right. So I have a box and it's got 144 thoughtful questions. Oh, this Ooh. is a great question. So I pulled a card and it says, what is the section of the bookstore that you like best? Ah, well, I do wear two hats when I work in, walk into a bookstore and um, I've got to admit 90% of the time, over the last four years in particular, I've gone straight to business and personal development. Nice. But I always have my eye on romance. <laughs> you know what Catherine you sound like the perfect woman if you ask me <laughs> that's amazing that's wonderful I think those are my two favorite um I actually love biographies and business books those are my two favorites um okay but yeah I love a good novel as well sometimes uh the last novel I've read a ton I read a lot but the last novel I remember saying oh, I just can't put this down is Memoirs of a Geisha oh um, it's beautiful yeah isn't amazing, it amazing? Mm. so so you can see the movie folks and the movie's very well done it's it's one of those that finally the movie is as good as the book however mm -hmm. The author of the book does such a remarkable job of creating the visuals with just words. It's so compelling. I loved the book. Um, if, if you can, why don't you tell us what's your favorite book or what are you reading right now? I am heavily into, uh, and I've got to admit, now we're talking about books, but I am listening to a lot of audio books. That's okay. Um, yeah, and so I have actually gone back to some Joe Dispenza work because of where my clients are at at the moment. Nice. On yeah, looking at um, the the way that we think. So that's my focus and um, our energy creation. So I love that. Would you send me a link to um, a couple of books that might help me to open my mind and look at the way we think? Yeah, absolutely. Great, great. Well, one last question, Catherine, and then we'll say our goodbyes. And our my listeners know that I'll write about you and put this podcast into the blog. So we will look for pictures from you of you and your friends and your family and what you do when you're not working. Um, we will put this podcast in there along with your bio and your headshot. But why don't you send me a couple of book recommendations and I'll share them with the audience as well. If yeah, people fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. Awesome. If people want to reach you, Catherine, how can they? Um, two ways. Um, well, in fact, three ways. I have a LinkedIn profile um, is my recommendation. Um, I'm a regular poster um, and I um, show my, my focus not on work. 
Um, and I do have a website that I'm going to put my hand up. It's something um, the next two months I'm updating. Um, but my email, I'm happy to receive a, an email, which is um, um, the link will, I presume, be in the post, but Catherine at LBE Consulting, which LBE stands for Lead by Example. Oh, nice. So, I love that. Well, I'll yeah. certainly put your email and your LinkedIn profile in the blog. So those who didn't get a chance to jot that down, they can go to my website under blogcasts. Within 48 hours, we will post the blog and I'll share your contact info there, the LinkedIn profile and your email. So. Fantastic. Thanks, Susan. It's been. Yeah, you are fantastic, Catherine. You are. I see you all over LinkedIn. I'm blown away. You're very engaged and I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you for being on the show and thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.